Hello everyone. Today we are learning Daf Kufhe of Torah, the Haisafas of Parshas Vayechi, and the blessing that Yaakov gives to son Yosef. Ben Peres Yosef, Ben Peres Ali So in this moment, we're going to explore a couple things. One, why is it that it says Ben Peres twice? That um, Yaakov blesses Yosef that uh, you should be a, your son, uh, a gracious son, or a son with charm, charming son, twice. What does it say? Ali Ayin. Um, I guess uh, attractive, literally means attractive, I guess, that attacks the eye of one who sees him. But what does that mean um, according to Panini Sinyanim? And also, we have to understand, like, spiritually, what is the whole idea of Yesef Hurad Mitzrayma and the passage of the Haggadah of us being slaves in Egypt to Pharaoh in Mitzrayim, and that Hashem taking us out of Egypt, um, Baruchnius. Now, to understand all this, we first have to really understand what is Arch Anpin. And for this mimer, we're going to really equate Arch Anpin to Kesser. So Arch Anpin really is, an, it's, there's a machlekes, I guess, in Mechabalim, that uh, whether it's Arch Anpin is a part of Oren Sof, or is it a part of Atsilos? So the answer really is that it's both, as brought down by the Arizal, that Arch Anpin is essentially an intermediary between Atmos and um, Atsilas and the emanations. Since, um, since Orient Sof is really a spectrum uh, that spans many different levels, and the very end of that level of, of Orient Sof is... And that is actually that connecting piece, so to speak, to really take that infinite light of the Orient Sof and make it possible to be emanated into uh, emanations as we know as the 10 spheros, the 10 spheros of Atsilas. So, yes. So in order to explain this concept further, to understand that Orion Sof and Atsilos are the Einaruch to each other. They're completely, infinitely, couldn't be further from each other in the sense that Orion Sof is literally infinitude to the ultimate extreme. Um, infinite, complete white light, just simple infinity, simple, vast uh, infinite oneness of Hashem, of infinite light, so to speak. Uh, whereas Atsilos, the emanations of the ten spheres, are uh, they're specific. Um, they are granted they are infinite in certain aspects, but in another aspect, they are very much um, have a sense of hischalkut. Hischalkus is a uh, has different variations. For example, Chachma, wisdom, is even though uh, Atsilos as an emanation of wisdom is an infinite emanation of wisdom, is still very specifically wisdom and not understanding or wisdom and not chesed. Or yeah, it's not kindness. 
chesed, loving kindness, the first of the emotions, that is a very unique um, godly uh, light that is channeled in a very specific direction. Um, so we see that our self is really not shy at all to the concept of his halakos. That's where Atilus comes in. So how do we bridge this gap between complete infinitude to um, this concept of his halakos, infinitude? So the general rule we have is that we don't call, with the spheres don't even have the name elokus associated with it. Meaning it's not actual 100% godliness in the sense of our own self. Why? We don't, we don't call the spheres God because the light that is in Chachma, even though the light in Chachma came from Orin Sof, the thing is, once it's in the vessel of Chachma, think of each of the 10 spheres, it's 10 Kalim, 10 vessels, vessel of Chachma, even though the Orin Sof uh, cause it to come into existence after the light of or in self is in the Kali of Chachma, um, it is now, I guess, redefined and it is now within that boundary and parameter of just being Chachma and not anything else when it's in that Kali. So we can't call it Elokus, so to speak. Um, so, because it's more of a contracted light as it is now in the Kali of Chachma. And yeah, so that's so it's, it's contracted and there's a symptom already involved. And that's why we actually refer to the Oran Sof as Elokah. And we don't. Um, we don't call it the or that will soon be Chachma or whatever it is. Or itself is actually called Eloka. Um, and the there's a whole proof for it based on the verse Vayimur Havaya Lamaisha that the, the name Havaya in the spheres of Kesar, meaning Havaya can be either a specific sphere, Kesar or Chachma, but really it's not one or the other, but it is the source of the two, which really comes from our own self. So Eloka is really beyond um, the actual vessels of Atilus itself, but rather our own self. And according to this, it is known, for example, the name Kale uh, of God, Aleph Lamed. That is God's name corresponding to the sphere of Chesed. So the question is, is it God or is it Chesed? What is it? So really, um, Kale is the name for Hashem. So just like we call a person by name, we have, you know, God is called Kale. So, however, the intent of the name Kale is the sphere of chesed. And the intent, um, I guess, is explained, the simple explanation of intent is that 
the or in sof is enclosed in the sphere of chesed. Um, and through this and all the spheres, we have this general rule that we refer to Hashem, but not to his attributes, meaning to say that the name Kale is really, we're talking about the orange of light that happens to be in the vessel of Chesed, but we're not, but we're not saying that Hashem is his Midas, God forbid, um, as we explain in other places. Now, behold, after the fact that there, that we know now that Orin Sof is completely beyond, and it's a simple, um, infinite light that I guess is extends itself into very specific lights in specific vessels. We are forced to say now that there needs to be, there must be some intermediary between the infinite or in self light and the Kalim and the world of Atsilos and the emanations in order to uh, tolerate, in order to have this process happen. Why is that? Because since they are complete opposites, we know there's a general rule that they're always, whenever you have two opposites, the only way to unite, unite them is you need some kind of method or mode, a connector, a shituf, um, to com- connect and unite these two. Uh, you need a middleman to become a mutsa to unite these two opposites. And this is Arach Anping, as we've been discussing, that there is in Arach Anpin, it has from within Arach Anpin, the light of Arach Sof itself. But at the same time, it has the ability to take that light and uh, extend it into the world of Atsilas, of emanation, into those specific mo- 10 modes of emanation. Now, behold, it is understood that because of the level of atmos, of the infinite light of Hashem that is in Arach Anpin, um, because that uh, that there is still not a reason for the existence of Chachman Bina yet even after the fact that there's light of the infinite itself in Archanpin. This is because, so, but, so this, the way that this happens, so the way this happens is through the symptom of Kesser, of Archanpin, which in a certain sense does not become, um, does not become uh, extended. So, and this is because this is from the level of Acharaim of Arch Anpin, which is Paro. So in order to, so this is actually, now we're explaining one of the questions we had uh, at the beginning of our Mimer. What is this, uh, the idea of the passage of the Haggadah, where it says that, that Avadim Hayinu Lefar Mitzrayim. It's actually referring to a specific modality in which the, um, I guess the elokus, the 
the pshitas of the essence of Orin Sof is not able, the slavery and the servitude of the Jews in Egypt that makes it that that, that light is that infinite light is not able to properly expand and extend into um Arhanpin and into Atsilus. And so therefore it actually has this like backwards Ahuraim uh clipa dika way of going into Arhanpin, um, which is which makes sense because the word parai avadim hayinu lafaro lumitraim that there are slaves to Pharaoh. Pharaoh is the is the same letters as Oirif, which is the back of the neck. So it's only coming down through a backwards way, the paro dika way. And Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim is the idea of constriction. So it's not really flowing through properly that uh, mode of elokus. But with the Giula, we have that Hashem took us out of Egypt. So what does that mean? That the Arch Anpin is actually properly able to enclose itself into the Chachman, into the spheres, starting with wisdom and understanding, Chachman Bina, and all the rest of the spheres. That the light of Kesser is able to extend in and um, be itself properly into Chachma and Bina and all the other spheres. And this was the, um, this is thanks to the specific aspect of Archanpin that we can attribute to this is the aspect of Yesoid within Archanpin. Um, and because we know there's a principle of the Teva Toivahitiv, therefore, this, um, the elements of Yesoid of Archanpin is naturally wants to cause this uh, godly infinite light of our self to um, spashate and uh, mashpil itself and to bring it down lower into the all the other spheres and into the other worlds. Um, so also down here in this world, so when it doesn't work properly, like we were saying, the idea of gullus and of being slave to Pharaoh, um, we have in this world, we, we see a lot of that constriction and the Mitzrayim, these uh, Mitzars of Arhanpin of Bria, I guess, like maybe like blockages or constrictions. So in the world of Bria, in our world, in the lower worlds, we see this, that the illumination of Hashem's essence is, mista- is not really present um, in the world properly because it's uh, concealed thanks to Pharaoh, this, this uh, enslavement, so to speak, of the godly light that's not able to properly come down in a healthy way, but rather in a backwards way. Um, so therefore it's not able to properly um, do that. And that's just the nature of how the world operates in Gullahs. So the source of this concept in Arach Anpin of Atsilas, of this general concept we've been discussing, is the aspect of the lack of Hispashtus of Ratzin and Tachachma and Bina. So 
meaning that there's a disconnect between the will, which is connected to Kesser or Archanpin, and, and the wisdom, which is the beginning of the spheres. Um, which actually brings us to another topic that a connected, a related topic that we have two different aspects of Ratzin. Um, it's really a spectrum, but two general aspects, one in which the Ratzin and the Chabad or the Chachma, which is the first of the spheres, um, are very much related. So for, so to speak that the Ratzin is really only going to want to do something that the intellect uh, also wants to do, meaning I want to do something because the intellect wants it. Um, which in a certain sense, in our martial um, that's a greater level because you have that connection, but there could be negatives to that also. Um, but there's an even higher level of rat. There's uh, another level of ratson that really it's not even dependent on uh, chachma. There's really not even that connection, which was kind of like we we're just explaining earlier, where there wasn't that proper connection between the um, the Arach Anpin as it was able to come down into Chachma. So therefore, what you end up having is that the, it's a, I guess it's called Atzmos Harasa, Atzmos Um, which essentially the idea is it makes it possible for someone to want something that's completely irrational, so to speak, this kind of explains in the, this could be in the negative sense, but it could also be in the positive sense, how Hashem has, as Erech how Hashem has infinite patience, so to speak, even for Rishayim to do tshuva, for example. Um, you know, and the reason why it says that in Perkyavis that there's 10 generations from Adam to Noach is in order to show how much patience come Erech which even like, a level, it's a patience to a level that's beyond uh, intellect, human intellect. Okay, so now we move on to the next paragraph of Ahine. Now, in truth, in order that should, there should be an arousal uh, from this descent of light, of the essence of Hashem's light, into Chachma and Bina and all the other spheres of Atsilus, which is a great contraction of light. It is only thanks to only can made, mainly be attributed to the level of yesoid. What's so special about yesoid? That essentially yesoid is special because it's part of a unique process we're about to describe, in which there is an arousal of the feminine waters of my nukvin, which uh, which is essentially malchus that actually is able to arouse and inspire Yisoyed. Um, and then from there, the attribute of Yisoyed is able to ascend um, the mind, the feminine waters, these, uh, I guess, Malchus in a sense, um, in essence, to its L'atzmutzai, to, uh, to Hashem's essence. So, and then from there, it's able to be Mamshech, and be drawn down afterwards um, in the same way that in the same process we were describing earlier with the Atzvazar and Saif coming down into the Kalim of Atzilus, et cetera. So the two types of elevations or inspirations of these feminine waters 
is alluded to in arguably the most famous Pasuk of the Torah, the Shema, Shema Yisrael. So the word Shema actually can be split up into Shem Ein, which, which alludes to the arousal of the feminine waters, which is Malchus of Malchus, Man Dinukva, which is Shem Ban. And then Yisrael represents the second, the arousal of the feminine waters of Yisoid, which would be Machlus of Yisoid. Then that is able to spark the process of Hashem Elokeinu, which um, is essentially the idea of or in self um, being mispashet into the Esrospheris, starting with Chachman Bina. And then from Chachman Bina, coming down into Zah, to the emotions. And this causes Havaya, the Tetragrammaton of Yudkevavke, which is the Esrospheris of Atsilus, to be Echad, to be one. So Shema Yisrael, Havaya Lakinu, Havaya Echad. Uh, from above to below in an uh, abundant way. So the explanation of all this, we for, in order to understand all this, we have to understand the word Shema. The first word of the Shema has a large letter Ayin written in it. And when you read it from the Torah, it has a large Ayin. So what's the significance of this? It's Shame Ayin, the name of of uh, Ayin, which is the number 70. The number 70, is the Gemashe for the letter Ayin, alludes to the seven Tachtoines Deima. I guess the seven sub-attributes of, of uh, Ima, which would be Bina. Now from them, from these seven sub uh, these attributes from that stem from Bina, that from them we have uh, becomes the seven king, seven supernal kings that we actually mention in the Chumash. And that which the, we have this large ayin comes to allude to these seven kings. Um, we have, we have in many places and we have the succession of these seven kings that come from this level of Ban. Um, and we are not going to go into, into too much detail here. Now, the whole concept of Ha'ala, which is the idea of arousal or elevation, it's known we can actually use a, a muscle, an analogy to help us understand this. That when we want, there's a rule that when we praise a Talmud, a student before his master, let's say you want to say how great a uh, uh, individual Talmud Chacham is, we, all, we always should do it in front of his master. Um, why? Even though you mainly want to praise the Talmud, the all the the fact of the matter is is that all of the intellect uh, that the that the student the Talmud acquired is really from the Rav from his teacher. So 
by how, by praising the student with the teacher present, you're uniting the two in their source and elevating it before elevating him, meaning the Talmud before his master. So he's able to receive, um, I guess, additional abundant uh, Shefa, additional light and chayas uh, and seichel from the Rav. And so similarly, we can under, it can be understood that when we mention the word Shema, which is the shame ein, with that large ein, this elevates the attribute of Malchus compared to its source, which which it is uh, which it's separate from. Meaning to say, meaning to say that the reason why the ein is bigger is because we are ele- want to elevate the machos um, and showing the fact that the machos is separate. Meaning to say uh, that the attribute of machos um, comes, um, we're able to cause in it many elevations um, all the way up to the world of Itzilus. And uh, I guess we'll suffice that for the understanding, for those who understand that. So next, so moving on, that in order to understand well this concept of ha'ala, of elevation or arousal, um, this this hala in, in the essence of the mashpia of the person giving of the the one that's giving over, we have first have to preface the pasuk about Yosef that Yosef is this level of yesod siyum de gufa. Yosef represents, I guess, that that end of the body where the where the um, just below the waist that body part, um, and which is the private parts of the male, um, the male organ. Um, and the concept, we're going to uh, bring down this very fascinating concept that through this, this yesoid, through this, uh, I guess, this organ and this part of the body, um, we're able to understand this whole, that's able, it's able to have this direct connection to the brain. And so, in the analogy with Yisrael, meaning Yaakov, or Yisrael being the brain and uh, Yosef being the aside, you have this direct connection straight from the brain down to the aside, to the uh, to the private um, parts, to the private part of the male, um, which is able to have that unique connection, which is able to elevate the um, macabre of the woman and thereby elevate also the yesoid of the man as well. So it says in the Pasek, that behold, your son comes to you, and he, and Yisrael, meaning Yaakov Avinu, becomes strengthened by the fact that Yosef is sitting on the bed, Eric, that is, he's coming. That that he's coming. That he came to him. Vayeshevalmita, and he sat on the bed. So we have to understand why is the fact 
that um, Yosef comes to him, that strengthens uh, Yaakov Avinu to be able to sit up on the bed. Um, so the the concept is is that Yisrael and Yosef, which I guess here in the Nimshal would be the Seichel and Yesoid, are extremely so interrelated and interconnected, just like the physical um, bris, the the private um, part of the male, uh, the physical private part of the male. It's known that in physicality, we know that in kishui eladas, which means that there's no a man can't have an erection without uh, actively knowing, without having active uh, knowledge that he's doing so. So, meaning to say that the moment that he is thinking about, you know, whatever thing that will arouse him, that will activate the, the erection. But the second that he stops thinking about it, or whatever he that that was arousing him. That um, that the that the that his private part, this this limb, the bris, will go back down. It'll die back down. It won't be erected anymore. So, and we know that there's a connection, and his chabros to. Uh, so we know that there's this intrinsic connection between the brain and the um, and the private part, the male privates. Um, it's just a very direct line connection that's even more direct to a certain extent, more than um, other limbs of the body. Um, because for example, like if I have a desire to throw a ball or something or to like wave my hand, it's not immediately going to happen like uncontrollably. I'm just going to throw the ball with my hand. No, but only by the male, mem- the, the, the private part the, um, of the male uh, will that, that immediate reaction happen. So the reason for this natural phenomenon and spiritual phenomenon um, is that I'm not a doctor, but there's nerve fibers that stem from the brain stem that come all the way down from the brain, down the spinal cord, uh, through the middle of the spinal cord. Um, and it connects straight um, obviously it branches out and connects to other limbs as well, but it also connects uh, very strongly straight to the, um, the private parts of the male um, straight from the brain. And so to such an extent, they literally become almost like one entity. And this is how, why it's possible for a male to get an erection immediately um, without any uh, lapse at all. Immediately, once he thinks, it goes the, the message goes straight down to the private part of the male, and the, the action is made. So, also this uh, the seed of the male, um, this the so spiritual seed. I guess the potential for birth uh, within the female is actually also comes straight from the brain. Um, and is drawn down through the spinal cord, the message to procreate, to actually create the potential for life is actually comes from the brain. Um, now, if there is some sort of, I guess, 
uh, weakness in the brain, then the baby, it won't be possible to have a baby through that union. Um, and similarly, the opposite. If you have a weakness in the male member, member the male um, uh, private part of the body, you also, um, the, the brain won't feel as strong of a pleasure in the experience of being uh, together with, uh, for the husband to be with his wife. Because the, because the private part of the male is completely one, literally one, and it's considered exactly one with the brain of the male. And so we find that whether we have this elevation, this halah, this elevation, which is the um, erection to arouse this, the drop of the semen, um, spiritually and physically, that it's literally like one thing, it's literally considered one. Whether we have the the drawing down of the the drop of the semen, or the the drop of the uh, the seed, so to speak, um, or uh, we have the arousal of the actual erection, both are it's all considered one uh, concept, just two stages of one concept. And from all of this, it's understood baruchnis. So all of this was really an analogy to understand the spiritual concept by uh, Yosef and Yaakov, his father, and also by, uh, by Hashem. Um, so we say that Yosef is the level of Yesoid, Sium de Gufa. So Yesoid is the, um, is the attribute of the emotional, the last of the uh, Midas, of the emotions, which is the end of the, of the torso of the body, the very the most bottom part before the legs split off. Um, which is the concept of connection, as we know, as a know. And there's two levels with regards to the concept of hiskashris, of, of connection and uniting. The yesoi, the elements of yesoi of the tensuras is most connected to the idea of connecting to another person, which makes sense biologically as well. So there's two elements of connection. The first one is from below to above. For example, that the male needs to have a, an arousal, a physical arousal, but also spiritually, this element of the the attribute, this attribute of yesoid needs to, I guess, arouse itself and connect itself um, to something that is above it. Um, like I guess, I guess that rep, that I guess the analogy for that is the actual erection um, that a man has. And the second level of the connection is the actual drawing down of the semen or the, uh, or the seed, so to speak, from above, which spiritually connects the idea of drawing down the godly light um, from above, uh, from something, a point, an aspect higher than it, which in this case would be the orange soap to draw down um, into the macabre, into the recipient. Um, so that will suffice for those that understood, um, all that. So, and it also says in the Pasuk that Hina Yosef ba'elecha, that Yosef comes to you, came to you, or behold, Yosef came to you. So what does that mean? That 
the level of that, I guess, Yasef and Yisrael is like, Yisrael is the body and Yasef is the limb, is the private part. Um, but really, the whole point we're trying to get at here is that it's all one. The Pasuk says, Hina Yasef ba'ilacha ba'ishazik Yisrael, it says later. So immediately when Yosef comes, then Yaakov uh, Avinu, his father, is strengthened. So we see that unity between these two elements of that of the drop of the potential of seed from the father um, and the um, the immediately immediately reaction from the son uh, from the side. Um, so moving forward from this, we can understand also the elevation of Yisrael, of Yaakov, you know, higher and higher. So Yaakov through this, uh, I guess the arousal that Yosef is able to have, he's able to ascend to even higher level to Atz, to Hashem's essence, which is the level of Yechida, which is the, the Pintaliyah, the essence of the soul and the essence of God. And from there, the um, the brain, the intellect is able to um, derive a certain level of pleasure within the intellect. And from there, uh, I guess it would then come back down. Um, and yeah, and then that's specifically the kavadas of the two levels, the two words of Shema Yisrael. Shema being, I guess, the arousal from below of Malchus and of Yisoid and the Yisrael of the elevation of Yisoid to Oren Sof uh, to make it be able to be Mashbia into the Esrosphere of Atilas through Archanpin. Now, moving on to the next paragraph, we're finally going to answer the question we had at the beginning of, uh, of our Deeper Moscow, of our Pasuk. The fact that it says Ben Peres twice. So to answer this, we can now it's going to make a lot more sense to understand this idea that that the, the reason why it says Ben Peiras twice in the Pasuk is to allude to two different types or levels of connection. So the first Peiras, the word Peiras, Peivav Reish Saf, is, uh, I guess, connected to the idea of, of Puria Verivia, of being fruitful and multiplied. So, um, so it comes to explain the reason that why Yosef is called Ben Pyrus, because he has an abundance of ability to give over his seed, his physical seed, and cause to give birth, um, cause to create. The, the, the attribute of Yesoid has that ability to help cause to create from something from nothing, um, to literally create souls and angels from absolute nothingness, which is the whole idea of his gashras, of connection, connecting the, I guess, the supernal to the, uh, from the high to the low. So, so the whole idea is, is the way that he's able to connect, make that connection from above to below is the second Ben Paris. Ben Paris. The, the second Ben Paris says Ben Paris Ale. Oyin, which is very interesting because Ale Oyin can actually um, 
is an even deeper level of connection, which is actually from below to above, which is even greater, that, that makes it uh, ascend Yisaitis and all the way to Atmos. And Ale Ayin was Ale Ayin, mean above, Ale means above, Ayin means the letter Ayin. So through this Hiskashus, the level of Yisoid is able to ascend even beyond the level of Ayin, this, this large Ayin of the Shema, which we were talking about before, to reach all the way um, to um, elevate the feminine waters of Malchus, which was sent all the way to its source, to Atmos, and is able to bring down that light through our, through our Hanpin into the sphere of Atsilos, as we spoke earlier. Um, because according to the um, measure consonant to the elevation of the feminine waters is the flow of the masculine waters. And the explanation of this idea is understood from the souls of tzaddikim. This is a beautiful analogy with regards to the souls of tzaddikim. There's two different, I guess, ways tzaddikim can cleave themselves to godliness. So there are tzaddikim that they're, they cleave to godliness uh, through, you know, tachlis hafshatais hagashmias. I guess completely removing any physicality in their lives and being totally focused on spirituality with an absolute mysterious nefesh, giving over their lives to really um, cleave to godliness and spirituality. So that's one level of tzaddikim. Uh, there's the second level of tzaddikim, type of tzaddikim, that they have mysterious nefesh, true mysterious nefesh, like the first group, but um, they're actually loftier because, um, why? Because their mysterious nefesh um, causes an, an even greater, um, I guess, uh, ha'ara, shining um, in Atsilos. Um, and I guess the analogy is brought down in a Gemara in Baraches that uh, Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai and Rabbi Hanina were both praying for, I guess, Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai's uh, complete healing. But Rabbi Hanina's prayers were answered specifically because he was compared to an Eved, because he was on a lower level than Rabbi Yechonim ben Zakkai. And because he was like an Eved, the prayers of a servant are are answered much more than a prayers of a minister to the king, for example, because the servant of the king can really enter the king's palace at any time because he's a servant. He's constantly serving. So he's much more in constant contact with the king as opposed to the servant. Sorry, as opposed to the minister, a high-ranking minister, he can only um, really approach the king when there, are ex- when there are important matters to discuss. So he doesn't have that constant access he can't to have to the king to really um, to really bring down the blessings of uh, healing or blessings in whatever way it may be. So the, in- the concept is that even though the mysterious nefesh of the first type of tzaddik, uh, where he completely got rid of all his physicalities, is, is a, almost more true in a certain sense, Nevertheless, the source of 
there, uh, the soul of that type of tzaddik and his comprehension doesn't reach the same level as the second type of tzaddik. Um, that this is the the level of chaser of machos of, of atzilus, chaser of machos of atzilus. So meaning one is the level of chaser of machos of atzilus, and the other type of tzaddik is the level of chachma of ma, um, of machos of atzilus. So that's the case. The chachma of a little bit of chachma as rousa is a. Uh, does not arouse through Mr's this through the Mr's Nefesh. Um shall Zahilika Sirmimanu. Ma'ahina Reich bin Gimori Shainis to Machos, the Midas Shivamachos Khadimad. Meaning that there's no comparison between the intellect and the emotions, meaning the chachma of uh Machos of Atsils is completely higher and beyond the chesed of machzavitzilus, so therefore it's able to reach a much higher level. Now, however, also this mysterious nefesh of the level of chachma is truer, is, is, I guess, in a certain sense, more true um, down below the mysterious nefesh of chesed, meaning it's much more true, the mysterious nefesh of chachma over chesed, so that's the case that we can't really compare the two because the his because there because there is a his iris lamaila, uh, I guess in a uh, I guess an inspiration from above. And if whether for the with for the positive or the negative, it depends on how the mysterious nefesh is done down below. If it is, I guess, more done with a greater depth. Now, behold, also with this, these two different levels of tzaddikim is connected to the difference between Yosef and the the tribes, the Shvatim, his brothers. Um, meaning that there's two aspects here: the con- the concept of acquiring. Um, intellect the intellectual capacity of understanding godliness of from the soul of yasef uh reaches an elevation that is in the level of silos and also the mysterious nefesh his mysterious nefesh is even deeper with his with the depth of his heart with a true connection and cleaving to godliness from the depths of the heart therefore that his iris that i guess arousal uh, that is that reaches above is also from a very lofty level. Now, but that doesn't is not applied by the Shvatim, by the brothers, um, because they didn't have that same depth and level of connection as Yasef did, because they were from the revealed world, and as and Yosef wasn't. So the whole idea of Ben Pires Ale Oyin is that Yosef was able to reach the depths of his heart, to rim the depths of the heart to the elevation of um, of the of the feminine waters of the of his machos 
to a place so high that no one else was able to reach, even higher than this, the large ayin of the Shema. And therefore, Ben Peiras is in a revealed fashion, is able to draw down additional pa'ara, additional, I guess, um, light. And this additional light and life force is only comes through this elevation of the feminine waters um, into a place that is much higher and is that the feminine waters are able to cleave, that this the ma'achos is able to cleave to this to Hashem's essence. And the shvatim, on the other hand, were not able to do that. They Their elevation of ma'achos of the feminine waters was only up until the large ayin of the name of Shema, which I presume is only the level of Yisaid, but it wasn't able to reach anything higher than Yisaid. And that suffices for the understanding. And behold, to finish off the mimer, behold, this is just like the analogy of one who uh, shoots a bow and arrow. So you shoot a bow and arrow, it's the further you pull the arrow back, the farther the arrow is going to go. Um, especially when pointed upwards, it's your, your, the, the analogy works even better that you're pulling lower and it's going to shoot up way higher. So meaning to say that any time that the depth of the love and the connection is deeper, a deeper connection is almost like going down, but that deep connection is going down, it will cause an even greater ascension of Malchus to the even higher heights. Um, and the opposite can happen as well. And similarly, the whole reason for the descent of Shafa down below of this of this Gali light down to influence even the the lowest levels is the reason why it says Ben Pyras a, a second time because we had the Ben Pyrus Ali Ayn. Because since we had the Ben Paris Ali Ayn, it made it possible for this light to come down even to the lowest levels. And that is the end of the Hysafas of Safer Bracious. I hope you enjoyed and have a wonderful day.